Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. Woke up this morning insane, I'll be just fine, be just fine Falling in love is all good, better days coming this way Butterflies all on my face, love is the season, I'm feeling this way Alright, we could be back um, I had a quick problem with the program, it shut down That's why you're just seeing me up close with no graphics right now I'm trying to make sure that the program is back And then I'll answer Sammy Michael, I saw that question You're back, he says you're back, thank you for some reason, it wasn't back on my side over here on the computer, but I guess we are back. All right, let me just put up that my graphic. I like my graphic up there um, always. Boom. All right, cool. So what Sammy Michael was saying after I was I was trying to get into my um, AFC West or AFC East stuff, but my camera froze in my program. Let me just finish what I was going to say about Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler looked happy. I saw him smiling, running around, making good throws. The team was rallying around him. People were hitting, tapping him on the back, getting all pumped up. And that roster's legit. They have a great defense, great front seven. They have some good secondary pieces there. They have a decent enough O-line. It's not horrible. It's not great. They got wide receivers. They got a running back, and now they got a Jay Cutler. I think Jay Cutler is a great fit for this offense. We've seen him with Adam Gase before, and I think he's a better fit than Ryan Tannehill in this offense even. So I'm excited to see the future of the Miami Dolphins. Sam Michael said, what happens if Jay Culler has an amazing year, leads him to the playoffs, There's a QB, is there a QB controversy? I know Tannehill's good, but it's not like he's a pro bowler or, or future Hall of Famer. I do think there's a QB controversy at that point. I mean, if you're the Dolphins, if you get led to the playoffs, maybe even win a playoff game of Jay Cutler, and he's healthy and ready to keep playing, are you going to let him go to somewhere else to be successful? and just take your shot with Tannehill coming back and being as good as Tannehill was or as good as Jay Cutler was for you this year, I don't think they'd want to do that. It's almost like that same situation in Minnesota. If Sam Bradford was just a healthy guy, I mean, you do you bring back Bridgewater? Because, I mean, who's better, really? Maybe one guy's more talented. That's the other problem with, um, other problem with Jay Cutler, though, is we don't know if he's going to stay healthy. And if he doesn't, then it's also going to go back to Tannehill. But... This is a better team than he's had in a long time, so he might be able to stay healthy. He had some time off during the offseason to recoup his body. I think there is a controversy if he does continue to have a good year and they win big games. George George said, in Landry, Parker, Stills, Julius Thomas, and Jay Ajayi. That's so many weapons. It's a lot of weapons. And obviously, people are going to tell me you know, that they always wanted to blame Jay Cutler in Chicago, but I think partially you might have to blame Chicago for not giving him enough in his later years i know he had a couple good years there and the couple good years he had there he took him to an nfc championship so it's not like he's only had bad years in chicago people try to act like he only had bad years in chicago when he had good years to my next team the bills sorry sammy michael um oh wait Artie burland what's up Artie says but you always need a backup quarterback yeah that's true i mean one thing you know let's say Tannehill does come back next year and Jay Cutler had a great year, but you can leave Tannehill on the bench for one more year and let him. Let, if Jay Cutler had a really good year, it's not obviously not a bad person to learn from. Let Tannehill fully recover. Cutler probably only has another year or two left in him, and then you keep him as a backup. I, I don't think they're going to cut Tannehill completely because um, that, that that would not be good for them. That's a good point, Artie. And the same thing for the Vikings. Teddy Bridgewater is going to come back and probably be behind Sam Bradford for now, unless Sam Bradford gets hurt, um, just because. Sam Bradford's been just as talented as he has. Sam Michael agreed because they can lose color. He may go to division rival with the Bills and Jets possibly needing QB soon. Agreed. I don't think you'd want to lose go against Jay Cutler as much as people give him shit. He's not an easy quarterback to go against. We're going to the Bills, Sammy. Sorry, Sammy. The Bills. Tyrod Taylor, not a franchise QB. I figured it out. Um, I thought I tried to give him a chance. He's not. I know that they're taking away weapons from him, but he... He has some decent receivers right now. He has good running game. He's obviously a middle-tier 
mediocre. And mediocre is not a mean word. It sounds like a mean word, but he's an average or slightly below average quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is not a franchise quarterback. That's what I have figured out with this Bills team, and it is time to possibly just keep tanking and go for a quarterback in the draft. The Patriots are still the best. Uh, Brady went, I think it was 30 for 38 or 32 for 38 last night, 447 yards. Um, you, that, that It's tough. I mean, they're still maybe the best team in the AFC. I think there's three teams competing for that best in the AFC spot. But the Patriots are legit still. We knew this was happening. I, I told you, George told you, everyone in the world told you, except for people that want to freak out early, that the Patriots would be fine. I mean, they tore up that Saints team. And it's not just tearing them up. They showed that they're as good as we were thinking they were going to be. Everyone has a bad game. Everyone has an off day. The Patriots are still legit. And Tom Brady is still top two or three quarterback in this NFL. He's the greatest of all time, but Aaron Rodgers might be a little better than him, but Tom Brady is legit. And then the Jets, um, I wanted to say, Jermaine Curse from the Seahawks went there, um, four receptions, 64 yards, two touchdowns. Good job. I'm just happy for him. I think uh, Jermaine Curse did a great job with the Bills, I mean, with the Jets this weekend. But I'll tell you this, it kind of shows me a little something about that Seahawks offense. If a guy like that can put up some some catches like that on the on the Seahawks. It shows how bad the Seahawks all line is, and we don't even give our players an opportunity to to make throws. We got a guy like Jermaine Curse out here, um, uh, you know, making throws to a guy like Curse, and the Seahawks can't even do that when they had Curse. They can't even get Jimmy Graham the ball. That's where I wanna. That's where I'm a little confused, if you know what I'm saying. Um, let's see. Sammy says, Bills, Bills, Bills. Yes, Tyrod Taylor is okay, but you're right. He is the best backup in the league. Yes, he'd be the best backup quarterback in the NFL, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I think he's, to be honest, at this point, I think Kaepernick might be a better option, but the Bills should not sign Kaepernick because the Bills should focus on tanking, in my opinion. Uh, already said, what did the Jets see and saw in McCown? Don't understand that logic at all. What do you mean, what did they see in him? Like, why is he the starter? Or what do you what do you say? Because are you saying why is he the starter? I know against the Raiders he played okay. He had two touchdowns, but sixty eight percentage, one hundred sixty six yards. But he had two picks, no touchdowns against the Bills. Um, what are you asking exactly, Artie, about McCown? Or is that are you talking about McGowan? I don't, or did you mean McCown or Mc, McGowan? I don't even know who that is. Let me check. I think you were talking about McCown. Um, anywho, a oh, starter. Yeah, yeah. You're asking why he's the starter? Well, I mean, who else were they going to start is my question. I guess he's good enough to be the starter right now. Um, he's not great, but what kind of is your other options? So I think they, I think that's the option they have to go with. He played okay last last night or yesterday, sorry. Um, threw two touchdowns, had like 118 quarterback rating. Week one. He had no touchdowns, two picks against the Bills. But remember, all this, a lot of it has to do with the, um, a lot of this has to do with the quality of, you know, the Jets team all around him. It's not always his fault. George says, I got an interesting question for you. All right. Since the start of last season, Matt Ryan has been absolute fire. Why does no one say he's the best quarterback in football now? I don't think he is from stats to start from the start, from the stats, from the start of last year through two games this year, he has been. Well, George, one reason is because I think a lot of people wanted to doubt them this year, um, including you and I both wanted to say they were going to have an off year, but they're actually, he's actually probably been the best quarterback in the NFL numbers wise the last two years, like you're saying. My only difference between that is you know how I believe in, you know, stats are very important, but at the same time with football, you got to look around the team. I mean, he has a very good situation to put up those numbers. Now, if he was in Seattle with Russell Wilson's O-line, I don't think he'd be in the same position that he is right now, numbers-wise. Um, interesting enough, when I get to my NFC teams today, one of the things I did right with my NFC teams is Falcons, best team in the NFL, question mark, because we've all been underrating Matt Ryan and this Falcons team to start the year. Not all of us, but some people have to start the year, and they're proven that he might be the best quarterback in the NFL for these last two years. He might be another MVP candidate again this year, and they might be the best team. But, George, I think that the reason we have that um, hesitance to say that is just because 
you look at if Aaron Rodgers was on that Falcons roster, I think Aaron Rodgers would do a little better than Matt Ryan is, even though he's doing amazing. I think statistically, you could say he's in the he's the best quarterback for you know because he's in the best situation too. But I'd have trouble just telling you he is the best overall quarterback. But I like that question. Thank you. We're moving on to the AFC North. AFC North Steelers. The Steelers might be and might have outside of the Falcons the best offense in all of football. They put up 26 points on a great Vikings defense. Their defense has been holding people down. And with Big Ben, with Bryant, with Antonio Brown, and with Le'Veon Bell, um, the Steelers might have the best offense in all of football. And I think they are one of the best three teams in this AFC. George says, I agree, but crazy no one talks about it. It actually is crazy no one talks about it because I've continually thought Matt Ryan's average. And part of me is saying like I should maybe stop thinking that the guy's average. He's not that average. He's actually pretty legit. Um, after the Steelers have the best O, best offense in all football, possibly, I also say now the Ravens, the best D in all of the league. Now, I know people want to either go with Seattle or Denver. I get that. But if you look at what the, what the Ravens have done, they allowed zero points to the Bengals. And they allowed 10 points to the Browns. But not just that. The amount of takeaways they're having, the way their defense is playing, they might be the best defense in football. I think it's between Seattle, between Baltimore, and between Denver. But don't be shocked if you start hear, hearing people talk about the Ravens having the best defense in the league. Next, I have the Browns. I have one word. It's tank. You might have your quarterback in Kaiser. You might not. But if you can pick up another good quarterback or if you believe in Kaiser, pick up a great player in the draft next year. Tank, tank, tank. Compete with the Jets to how bad you can be. Now, the Browns, I think, are going to win a couple games this year just off pure grittiness and talent. Um, but they're not going to beat teams like the Ravens or the Brown or the, the Ravens or the Steelers in their division. So it might be time to just tank already. And then last but not least in that division, I have the Bengals. Let's see what the new offensive coordinator can do. He is the quarterback's coach. So they're going to stick with Andy Dalton for a little bit, and they're going to believe in Andy Dalton for a little bit. So let's not get ahead of ourselves on getting rid of Andy Dalton. Obviously, the move of not firing Marvin Lewis and firing the offensive coordinator shows that they're going to believe in Marvin Lewis one more time and see what he can do before they move on from that coach or that quarterback. The Bengals are not dead. I think they could still turn out to be an 8-8 type of team. AFC South, the Titans. Good but average? That's all I wrote. Good but average? I think they're good, but I don't think they're as great as we all thought. I think Marcus Mariota was slightly overrated for the year, and I think we, uh, we might have jumped the gun on the Titans being amazing. I know they went ahead and beat the Jaguars, but the Jaguars are showing also, as I move on to the Jaguars, that... They need a quarterback. The Jaguars looked okay against Houston. A lot of it was defensive points. Blake Bortles is still not good. Blake Bortles had an extremely horrible game until the fourth quarter and tried to make a good comeback, which he does a lot. When he's down, he plays well. Um, I think it's time for the Jags to get a quarterback, and I think this division is the worst division in football. Titans are good, but average. They're not that great. Jags need a quarterback. Uh, Colts, they're either going to tank. If Andrew Luck's coming back, you, you go sign Kaepernick. I think if Andrew Luck comes back, you sign Kaepernick, play him until Andrew Luck gets back. If not, you tank. You absolutely, positively tank. You guys are horrible. Could be the worst coach team in the league. Or the Texans, I think, with Bill O'Brien, could be the worst coach team in the league. I know Deshaun Watson played okay. I know they won. But that team has too much talent to be as average as, as they've been. So I think it's time to go ahead and consider Bill O'Brien and Chuck Pagano as the two worst coaches in the NFL and possibly the two people on the hot seat as of right now. So let's see what happens with these guys. I have a quick camera freeze, so we're just going to deal with that when it's whenever it needs to be de dealt with. Um, AFC West, Jeff, Jeff Matcher says Indy stinks. Indy absolutely stinks. I mean, I'm telling you that I think, first of all, they're the worst coach team in all football um, by far. I, them and the Texans are close. I'm not a big Bill O'Brien guy, and I think Indy sucks. Like, they absolutely suck. Um, Cardinals obviously aren't that good either, the way they played against this team, but Indy is awful. Their defenses are awful. 
They have two decent running backs in Frank Gore and Robert Turbin. They have a decent receiver in um, T.Y. Hilton. But they have no O-line. They have no defense. And these backup quarterbacks aren't going to win them games. Jacoby Prezet played all right, but he's a backup quarterback. It's pretty obvious. That's why if you think Andrew Luck is coming back, you sign Kaepernick, try to get a couple wins. If you don't think Andrew Luck's coming back within the first eight to ten weeks, tank. Just tank and go get this guy a tackle or a guard. And now to the AFC West before my last division I'm going to talk about before I move to the NFC. Um, I'm going to start with the Chargers. I'm going to use my classic joke that my brother knows is you can't trust a young hoe. And I tweeted that out. I thought it was hilarious. If you guys don't know, their kicker's last name is Young Ho. Um, the one who has missed who the one who has missed the last two game winning field goals or game tying last week, game winning this week. He has missed these field goals. Um, so I say you never you can never trust a young ho. And you can't. You can't trust this guy. He might be he's a rookie, but they put him in two extremely bad situations. And it might be time to to tank. It might be not tank to Cut this guy, sorry. And this Chargers team might have to tank because now you go through the rest of the division. You have the Broncos with the Ravens and with the Seahawks. They might have the best defense in the NFL, if not better than both of those defenses. And Trevor Simeon is starting to look like a franchise quarterback. I don't know if that's a product of the system because I was never a big fan of him, but he is starting to look that way. He is doing a great job of running this Denver Broncos team, shockingly. The Chiefs, Alex Smith's having the best season in his entire career. Um, the Chiefs are legit. I think between the Steelers, the Chiefs, and the Patriots, those are my three top teams right now in that AFC with obviously the Raiders and the Broncos are right there. The Ravens are there. The Dolphins are going to be up there if they continue to play hot. But the Chiefs could be the best team in the AFC this year. They beat the Patriots, so I have to give them the step up ahead of them. Alex Smith is playing amazing and um, I can't believe it. The Raiders, Marshawn Lynch is fun. The defense has gotten better. And there's a three-man fight in this division. The Raiders are the team they were last year. The defense has gotten a little better, and they've upgraded at running back as of right now if Marshawn stays healthy. And it's going to be a three-man race in this division. And then last but not least, like I said, the Broncos. I saw Jeff's comment saying not sold on the Broncos, nor am I. I think their defense is going to save them 8 to eight to nine wins this year, but I don't believe Trevor Simeon is going to get them that many. I could see them being an eight and eight team still, but if they play like this another one or two weeks, I'm going to have nothing to say, Jeff, about this Broncos team other than they're legit because they might actually be legit. And then don't forget tomorrow, I will have my week two power rankings. I did my power rankings last Tuesday. George and I are going to have guess the lines, guess the betting spreads, um, at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, and then I'll obviously have uh, he'll have his show, and then I'll have my power rankings tomorrow at 10, so or at noon. Sorry, so don't forget to tune into that. Um, we're gonna move on to the NFC. So let's move on to this NFC and talk about team by team. Um, don't forget the show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag, which I will do my full ad before my talking about my bets. For the weekend so we're half an hour in um we went through the afc for anyone that was just tuning in um some of my biggest takeaways in the afc was afc east jay cutler's happy that team is legit tom brady's back afc north the ravens might have the best defense in the nfl and the steelers might have the best offense in the nfl afc south the titans good but average the jaguars need a qb afc west broncos chief raiders all competing for this last spot in Chargers. You can't trust the young ho, a.k.a. the name of their kicker who has lost their game for the last two weeks. I thought it was a great play on words. So, NFC East is where we're going to start. The Eagles, good O-line, good quarterback, good defense, and they're a complete football team. They did lose this weekend, but they lost to maybe the best team in the AFC in the Kansas City Chiefs by seven on the road at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. That's a hard place to win. Eagles are legit. This is going to be a great race in this division. Um, we have three teams that are 1-1 one one already, and if the Giants lose tonight, we'll have four teams that are 1-1. One one. I thought you had to be an 11- or 12-win team to win this division, but it, I think what it might end up being is a bunch of good teams playing good teams, and there's going to be a bunch of 9-7 and seven teams in this division. Um, after the Eagles, I say Cowboys. Dak is fine. Denver was just a 
phenomenal defense to go against. It's not an easy easy team to play against. Um, in Denver, that's tough. There was bad weather issues. They were having lightning storms. Um, and what I really took away from, from Dallas this weekend was who saw Ezekiel Elliott not tackle the guy after that interception? He just watched him four feet away, didn't even put effort in. That's my first problem with this Cowboys team. I think we, I mean, Georgia said all along, I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to be the problem for this team. Last week, they shut me up and I said, I'm sorry. I said they were going to take a step down this year. And now this week, I'm thinking, man, I'm not that sold on Denver. And for them to lose that bad to Denver, is there maybe a real issue with this Cowboys team? Redskins, a little worse than last year. Um, I think that's, and, and Ruby says that's crap. Ruby LOR, that is crap. He needs to run back on that interception. He's got to tackle the guy. Redskins, a little worse than last year, and the defense is pretty bad. They still allowed the Rams to look like a competent offense, which I still, guys, I'm not sold on the Rams. They played against Indy and Washington, but I think with Kirk Cousins and a little bit of good, just a good offense, a good enough offense, and Kirk Cousins playing well, this team can find a way to make the playoffs. I like the Redskins still. And then the Giants, I will talk about tomorrow. Um, but is OBJ going to play? Is Eli Manning tonight? If he doesn't play, does Eli Manning have a chance of being decent without without him or not? This is what I want to find out. Because I don't know if they will. I think without OBJ, Eli Manning was exposed a little bit. And we'll see if OBJ shows up and plays. But I'll talk about them more tomorrow. NFC North, the Lions. Same thing I said about the Giants. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But, but. I think they're legit this year. I think they're all right. Um, I don't think they're going to be amazing, but I think they can be an 8-8 eight and eight to 9-7 and seven team. Something interesting about the Giants that I'll talk about when I do my preview, um, they have a lot of injuries tonight. I'll get that at the end of the show. You see on my bar over here. It's over here, I think. My bar over here. Monday night previews last, and I'll talk about the injuries for the Giants. It's going to make things interesting. They have a lot of top-notch players hurt, which I don't like. Vikings. They remind me of the Titans average they, they they can't they're not going to be able to win huge games i think to win some games not the biggest ones um can't win with a quarterback injury problem i mean without they didn't do well obviously for a couple games without bridgewater now if sam bradford's out too what are you gonna do i don't think they're gonna win with chad henney or no is it chad henney i think chad henney was backup they're not gonna win like that they need sam bradford to be healthy they need a healthy quarterback situation if they want to be as good as they can. They have a great defense, but what's that What's that going to do without a quarterback? Packers are bad on the road. Their O-line is crap. Their O-line lost two people yesterday, game time decision. That's a problem. Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to win some, some chippy games at home, but they're not going to be able to win on the road um, against teams, especially like Atlanta or other good teams, if their O-line problems stay relevant. And then we have the Bears- is it time for Mitchell Trubisky? The reason I'm asking is because they're not... It's Case Keenum. Thank you, George. Chad Henning, Case Keenum. Those are so similar, I feel like. I can't even... You can't even tell the difference between those type of teams, right? Um, Jeff said Vikings below, even with Bradford. I mean, here's the thing. I think week one, we might have been a little tricked by the Vikings because they're going against that Saints defense. And now, you know, they played a team like the Steelers... And they got beat bad. And I think I don't think they're a below five hundred team though. I think they're eight and eight to a nine and seven team with Bradford. Um, I think they're gonna win against average teams and they'll lose all their big games. They'll lose to the Packers, they'll lose those tough games, especially on the road. I think they're gonna be a bad road team, especially with um, they'll be a bad road team against good teams. So that's what I see about the Vikings. Um but yeah, Packers need to figure out that old line, just like the Seahawks do, which we'll get to. And then the Bears, the reason I say it's time for Mitchell because they're not going to win games anyways with uh, with Mike Lennon. So might as well let the young guy go ahead and try to play in the NFL. What's the point of losing if you have a, have a young guy you can try out? Um, Bears, already went through them. NFC South, Falcons, best team in the NFL? Question mark. Their offense is on fire. They upgraded on defense. Their best defensive player last year who led the NFL in sacks and Vic Beasley isn't even a starter this year. He's technically on the death chart. Second, uh, He's a second-team guy. Um, I think it's time. 
for us to start recognizing the Falcons might be even better than last year and they might be the best team in the NFL. Panthers, Cam Newton looks below average. Cam Newton does not look like the Cam Newton we thought he was going to be. His arm looks bad. They're winning games slightly, and they're not like the Seahawks situation where the Seahawks Seahawks are winning games because they have Russell Wilson figuring it out magically. The Panthers actually have a good team around him, and their defense looks great just like the Seahawks, but Cam Newton does not look that good. It might be time, just like I said about Russell Wilson two weeks ago, it might be time to start putting some blame on Cam Newton himself. And the Bucks, nice first win. Next week's at Minnesota. I'd like to see what they do against that defense. Can't really judge them going off the Bears. I think Jameis is going to have his blow-up year this year. He's going to be amazing. But I can't judge them that much off what they did against the Chicago Bears. Just can't do it. And then the Saints, I said, end of an era. Because I think it might be time to realize we are done with the era of um, – we are done with the Sean Payton – Drew B's era, their defense is so bad, and it's not going to get any better for a year or two that it's going to hurt this team long-term, and they have no chance of finishing out um, the, finishing out his career, Drew B's career, Sean Payton's career as an expensive coach with winning, so I think it's time to make some changes and have it be an end of an era. Jeff says Bucks make the playoffs. See, my thing is, I said, I, I agree the Bucks make the playoffs, by the way, but I don't know if all three teams can make the playoffs. I think the Panthers might have another bad year where they don't make the playoffs. I thought the Falcons would be the team that has a down year and doesn't make the playoffs. It's looking like the Falcons might be a team that wins this division again, and we might have to consider the Panthers a team that has a bad year once again, and the Bucks take their spot. I don't know. I just think Jameis and Tampa are going to play better than Cam Newton. Cam Newton looked sketchy. I'm going to say that. Cam Newton looked sketchy. Um, last but not least, because I am from Seattle, we're going to talk a little Seahawks in the NFC West. We'll start with the Rams. The Rams, I want to see Jared Goff against a good team. He's played some bad defenses, so I'm not sure if these defenses really mean anything um, to him, how he's playing. He's playing okay. He's playing all right. He played bad at the end of the game against Washington. Washington's a bad defense. Indianapolis, bad defense. But they are improved a lot. And JC says, NFC South is the best division in the NFC. I, I agree by far. Um, here's the thing. I, I think the NFC East might be more competitive at the end of the year. But the NFC, uh, but the NFC South is more, um, there's more top-heavy good teams. Here's my thing. I think everybody in the NFC East is going to be in that eight and eight, nine and seven range, they're all good enough to do that. But I think the NFC South has the Bucks, Panthers, and Falcons that all could be ten or eleven win teams that are gonna have to figure that out. That's not gonna work that way. So I agree. I think, I think division wise, it's gonna be a little more interesting in the NFC East. But I think it's more top heavy and better talent in the NFC South. So I get what you're saying. That's a close one. I mean, it's almost as good as. Um, it's almost as good as that AFC West out in the AFC. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. JC, I used my joke today. I said, never trust a young ho. <laughs> that was my take on the Chargers. Never trust a young ho. Um, 49ers, they looked all right against Seahawks. They have an interesting scheme. Their defense looks all right the last two weeks. They look like an okay team, but they're obviously not good. Don't need to spend time on them. Cardinals, it might be actually time. I mean, they... They squeaked out a three-point win against the Colts. It might be time to move on um, from this era. I think it's the end of an era. And then the Seattle Seahawks, figure out your goddamn motherfucking offensive line because this is stupid. I mean, Russell Wilson, if it wasn't for Russell Wilson having great awareness and finding ways to not get tackled, the Seahawks would be an 0-2 team and losing to the 49ers. So it's time for the Seahawks to figure out their goddamn offensive line. Man, I love Mondays. You know, most people don't love Mondays. Me at Salt Live, I love Mondays because we get to talk football. And then tonight, 5 o'clock, 5.30, whatever time it is, 5.30, we have Monday Night Football. Um, Jeff says he kind of likes the Rams. Listen, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I said it too. I like the Rams. I think they're the second best team in this division right now, if it was what it's looking like. But I need to see them against a good defense. Washington's defense is is iffy and has a lot of holes in it. The Colts defense we know is absolutely awful, a horrible defense. 
So I'd love to see them play against a good deal. Let's see what happens when Jared Goff has to go against Seattle's D-line. Is he even going to put up a point? That's what I want to know. I mean, Green Bay, you know, Green Bay is, is, is amazing. And that's just a – I mean, Green Bay's offense is amazing. And Aaron Rodgers put up 10 points against the Seahawks. Um, JC says, I don't know why Young Ho is still on the team. Tell me my joke is not great. Never trust a Young Ho. I think that's amazing. I mean, man, they've put him in two extremely pressureful situations in his first two weeks. So that's kind of tough. Uh, JC, let me read you something about let me read you something about the Chargers and Philip Rivers. And then Aliyah, I'll get to your comment in a second because um, I agree with you now. JC, this is you're not gonna like these, but I'm just gonna tell you. He's like, I love the joke, my dude. Yeah, never trust the young girl. I think it's great. So since the start of the 2016 season, JC, the Chargers have played in 15 games decided by one score, the most in the NFL. And they are 4-11 in these games. Um, and Phillip Rivers has some bad luck. Phillip Rivers has 25 losses within three points since he entered the league, which is most of any quarterback. And he's been in the league for quite some time. 25 losses within three points. And that's, I feel like that shows it might not even be his fault. So young ho, the only problem with cutting a man, like you're in a situation, you're on a team that, you know, they've lost all of their games last year by like three points. And now you have to put this kid in this pressure situation. I feel bad for young ho in general. He couldn't have one or two easy weeks to start his NFL career. But JC said, wow, 25 three-point losses. I'm weak. Yeah, he has most losses, 25 within three points. It's not even three points. Within three points. They might be even less than three-point losses. Most losses, 25 within three points since he entered the, in the NFL. Man, that's tough. And uh, since the start of the 26 season, like I said, they've played 15 games decided by one score, 4-11 and 11 in those games. That's tough. Um, Aliyah. Falcons Nation, we're going to be good, Sammy. I was wrong about the Falcons, Elijah. Uh, the Falcons, I, you just missed it probably right before you logged in. I said it. I went team by team in the NFC and AFC. My, my one-liner for the Falcons was best team in the NFL. I think we all slept on the Falcons. I think a, a lot of people slept on the Falcons this year, and they might be the best team in the NFL, and Matt Ryan might be the best quarterback in the entire NFL once again. So, Martin said, there's only one nation, and that is Raider Nation. Raiders look good. Defense looks improved. Big, big situation for them. Marshawn Lynch looks healthy and looks good. He looks like a Seahawks, Marshawn Lynch. Derek Carr looks good. And that team in general just, I think they have taken a step up from last year, um, especially with the defense. They look a little better, and it's going to be good. Um, Mitch says, I hate my old hoe, but my young hoe, cool. Hey, that's a good one too. But except for your young ho, not cool. Young ho missed two field goals to win games or to tie games in his first two career starts. Um, like I said, never trust a young ho. My mom would tell me that. My mom would agree. You never trust a young ho. Find them mature. You know, young ho is not a mature kicker. Um, JC said we we need a reliable kicker. The room for error is already small. Not a good situation for young ho. Um, but if we are being honest, oh yeah, we're being honest here. It's not a good situation for young ho, but like I said, you can never trust a young ho. And what that means deep down is you can never trust a rookie kicker on a team. That's always within three point games anyways. So if you're the chargers, instead of getting a rookie kicker, go out, sign a decent kicker, sign a decent kicker and, and, you know, figure this out, get a guy that's a vet in this league that might not, you know, might have to pay a little more. But they'll make these game-winning kicks for you. You can't trust a young hoe. Elijah said, I agree. I think he's talking about the Falcons. They might be the best team in the NFL, straight up. Them, the Chiefs, the Patriots again. Um, I mean, that's it. I don't know who else could be the best team in the NFL. I mean, you got you go down the NFC, guys. For This is for Elijah. As long as Matt running the show, big dream coming. And that boy, Julio. I, I agree. Actually, I'm going through the AFC. Get this. Who else was supposed to be the best? Um, we're talking people that were supposed to be the best. Eagles, Cowboys, both one and one. Um, Packers, one and one. Vikings, one and one. Lions, one and zero. Oh. 
Bucks one and zero. Only seen them one week. Panthers they're two and zero, but they don't look that good. You have the Saints don't look good. The Seahawks don't look that good. Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Falcons. The Falcons are by far right now the best team in the NFC. It's not even a question. It's not even close. So I agree with you, Elijah. I think the Falcons might be the best team right now in the NFL, if not just the NFC. Jeff says, plus, Gordon only 13 yards. That First of all, that's ridiculous. Melvin Gordon, him and Todd Gurley had so much promise. They, they, I feel like they both have great promise, but they both had such up and down career so early in their career. I mean, but look at other running backs that are young in the NFL. Somehow Ezekiel Elliott came out here and laid an egg as well. So, but that was against also Denver's D. You have Melvin Gordon going against uh, a good front seven for the Dolphins. So you can't always blame them though. That's that's the big thing. Um, JC said, what did you say about the Saints? They surrendered 555 yards, third most franchise history. Saints, I said, end of an era, question mark, because it is the end of an era. And, he, and you, like you just said, you said, can we pray for Drew Brees one time? It's the end of an era. No, no matter what, no matter what happens, they, even if they try to improve this defense, this defense is not going to be good enough to, to allow Drew Brees to put up enough points to survive. Drew Brees is good. Champagne's a good coach, but they don't have enough to put up 50 points a week with this defense. So my thing for the Saints was end of an era. Um, Elijah said, I told you about the Panthers. Um, you did. And Mar Martin says, hey, what's up, Martin? Um, the, the, you were right about the Panthers, I'm telling you. I wrote, Cam looks below average and where is his arm? I mean... The Saints are, I think the Saints are done. I think the Panthers are looking very, very average. Regardless of being 2-0, they look very average. It's turning out to be between the Falcons and the Bucks. Um, and JC says, it's a wrap. Shout out to 21 Savage, 21-21. It's a wrap. It is a wrap. I think the Saints are done. I think it's time to move on from Drew Brees and Champagne. Not because they don't deserve to have jobs, but because it's better for them to try a new, um, you know, try to move on and get something better for himself. Um, and Elijah said, the ain't done. I think you think the Saints is done. And Tone Oreto, what's up, Tone, said, Breeze has been playing for personal stats for many years. I agree with that. But, um, and JC said, their O-lines suck, bro. That's true. You can't play without an O-line. Uh, Breeze has been playing for personal stats. But that's one of those things that sounds selfish, but do you blame a guy for playing for personal stats when they put this team around him? I don't know if you're saying that in a um, downgrading way towards Drew Brees or if you're saying that uh, towards – I don't know if you're saying that towards just the fact that Drew Brees is selfish or if the team put him in this situation. Because I think Drew Brees – if I was Drew Brees, I'd be playing for personal stats too. You know your defense is about to put up or give up 45 points. What else are you supposed to do? Quit? No, you got to put up personal stats. That's how I see it, Tone. Um, Pete Chase says – what's up, Pete? said, Roger Goodell destroyed the dynasty potential of the Saints. End of an era. Are you saying Roger Goodell destroyed it after that Sean Payton, uh, you know, got suspended and all that? Because he did. I mean, interesting thing here is you got a guy like Sean Payton does something like that, gets suspended for a year. Um, I mean, then you have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick also having Spygate stuff. Bill Belichick doesn't get suspended because, you know, the league would be up in arms or people would be freaking out if Bill Belichick got suspended. So I agree with you. I don't say, I'm not going to say Roger Goodell destroyed it. You know how I feel about saying that kind of stuff. I'm not going to put all the blame on Roger Goodell, but I agree with you. Once that, they haven't had a good year really since the first year that Payton, Payton was back from that suspension. They had a decent year. It's been bad since that. So, I mean, I agree with you, Pete. Ever since that, yeah, Bounty Gate. So you're right. That's what you are talking about. Yeah, that's, that's literally what caused the Saints' demise, I think, of the era. Ever since that, um, it's it's been downhill for them. So I agree. And it's funny because if another coach did that, they'd get the suspension too. You know, I'm a big Patriots fan actually, but if Bill Belichick and the Patriots did it, they weren't going to get suspended. Pete Carroll wouldn't be suspended for a year for doing that. I feel like there was a little, you know, it was tough. It was tough. Um, JC agrees with my statements, but Breeze has to play. What the heck is he supposed to do? He said, thank you. Just because the Saints are bad, should Breeze not try to move the ball? He said, I don't understand that statement tone. Um, he said Saints would have lost the Vikings in the NFC title game NFL plugged the Saints that year yeah the NFC did 
I mean, the NFL did plug the Saints that year. Tone said, Peyton allows it so he can introduce him into the Hall of Fame. Breeze is an emotional wreck that he always will be in Brady and Manning's shadow his whole career. Okay, I, I, Tone, everything you're saying I think is a correct statement. I agree. Um, I agree that, you know, Sean Payton's trying to get him to have phenomenal statistics. Um, and he's in Brady and Manning's shadows. Agreed, agreed, agreed. But you're saying he's playing for personal stats. I'm still not understanding Tone. If you're trying to say that as like a knock towards Drew Brees, or if you're just saying you understand that the team's so bad at this point that he has to play for personal stats. Because in my eyes, there's no other option. What else is a man supposed to do? That's how I see it. Uh, JC said, or Peach said, they could have won another Super Bowl, maybe two. Yeah, if Peyton stayed there, man, that next year, they were going to be good. I mean, it's hard they, because you lose a Super Bowl year right there when your head coach is gone. Um, and Pete said Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. Agree. Yeah, there's no – I literally wouldn't even hesitate. If somebody asked me, he's, a, he's possibly a first ballot, if not second ballot. Depends how many great players were on that ballot that year. But Pete Chase is right. JC, you're right. I don't know if Tone is saying this in an offensive manner that he's, you know, playing for his own personal stats because I agree he's playing for his own personal stats. But um, – but he kind of has to. I mean, like, man, if I'm on a team that gave up 50 points, I'm, I'm tossing that damn ball too. I'm getting my numbers up. Honestly, when, and also when he's doing that, it's good for the team. Uh, JC said, how is Breeze an emotional wreck? Who are your sources, Tone? Tone says, first and goal, five wide. Got to make sure he gets his numbers. I do, okay, I do agree with some poor decision-making by Champagne. I mean, last week they had Adrian, Peter, Adrian Peterson, um, and I would have loved to see them run the ball with him a little more in the goal line instead of passing. But then again, sometimes you trust your quarterback more than you trust your running back. A guy like Drew Brees, I put my trust in him. So I'm going to let you guys hash this out. Don, Elijah said, yeah, Drew is a Hall of Famer. PJ said, it's an era of the passing game. He's an elite quarterback, has been throughout his career. I agree. I'll let you guys hash this out in the comments because, you know, I personally think, you know, it's Drew Brees. You got Drew Brees. You let that boy sling the ball. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best quarterbacks of our entire era, maybe top five, top ten in the last 20 years. You let him sling the ball. All damn problems on Saints and y'all talking about Drew Brees is what JC said. Yeah, that's – don't talk about Drew Brees in this problem. That's not the problem. It's the defense. PJ said Brees is the team, and they aren't good for at any other position. I think they have one or two players that are even top ten in their position. Agreed. Pete Chase, ditto. JC, ditto. Um, Tone said he comes in each year knowing his talent around him will not win a Super Bowl. All he cares about is licking his fingers and throwing the ball. All right, Tone, question. Tone, are you a Saints fan? This is what I want to know. Are you a Drew Brees hater or are you a Saints fan that's like a little bothered with the, with the Saints? I need to know because I want to let you know. You guys have a phenomenal quarterback in Drew Brees, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, I think you're just you're just trying to like scapegoat a reason of Drew Brees is our problem when the problem is your defense, your O line being average, and Drew Brees not having enough time to be as successful as he could be. That's the real issue. Um, and Jeff said, why did they get AP um, anyway? That I don't know. Actually, I don't think they should have gotten Adrian Peterson anyways because they weren't using him enough. But that's besides the point. The point is, Tone is trying to scapegoat. You know. Drew Brees is the problem of the Saints when the problem really is in Champagne. The really the problem is their defense is awful and they have no good personnel. So that's how I see it. But I'll let you all hash that out. Um, I want to get into my Sammy Steals of the weekend. You guys will be proud of me. Um, after an 0-4-1 weekend last week, guys, in my NFL betting, Sammy came in hot and on fire. It went 4-1 and this week. I am back. I decided last week that I am going to throw my emotions away and stop worrying about my emotions when I bet. And I went from a 4 and one weekend and that one was the chargers. I had them plus three. They pushed, um, Oh, three, Oh, four and one weekend last weekend, a four and one weekend this week. I had the Titans minus one and a half won it in clear water. I had Washington plus three won it in clear water. I had Miami in plus four, um, Miami plus four. What else did I have? I had New England minus six and a half. Won that easily because that Saints defense is garbage. And then I lost. Unfortunately, I lost my one of my favorite bets was minus two 
Dallas. Dallas disappointed me big time, but four and one this week. My NCAA college bet was minus six Clemson. Everyone thought I was crazy and said Lamar's going to prove me wrong. I proved Lamar Jackson wrong. My one, I was 1-0 last week with my college bets, which was also Clemson minus six against Auburn. So, sorry, this week was minus three against Louisville. I took Clemson two weeks in a row, and that is 2-0 NCAA on the year, and that makes me 4-4-1. Four, four, and one. Um, No, sorry, 4-5-1 four, and one in the NFL. Um, and now I am going to – sorry, I got that um, – I am total 6-5-1 betting this year. I'm above 500 now. Sorry about the 0-4-1 weekend if you listen to my bets, but I got you guys back this week with a 4-1 in the NFL, 1-0 in college football, so a 5-1 weekend. Last week was a 1-4-1 weekend, so now I'm up to a 6-5-1 record on the year. We got it, baby. I love it. We're out here with big numbers. We're out here making money. We're above 500. Now, guys... If you would like to bet on games this season, go to mybookie.ag. It's right here at the top of the screen, right here, mybookie.ag. And if you use promo code COFFEE, you get up to 100% money back up to $100. So if you put in $100 to bet, they'll give you $100 back in free bet money. Your minimum deposit is $45. So what I did, I put in 50 when I started and they gave me 50 bucks back on betting. I won my Clemson bet this week. I won a couple mo- some money on my free bets with the Cleveland Indians. You don't have to go to a weird guy at the bar. You don't have to be in Vegas. You don't have to use a sketchy, you know, any a sketchy person anywhere. You can go to mybookie.ag, use promo code COFFEE, and get 100% money back, um, free bet money on your first deposit, and you'll be supporting us as well. So go ahead and do that today, and I'd appreciate uh, the support. Jeff says, I love Buffalo at home this weekend. I do not know who they're playing. I haven't checked yet, but I'll take a look. Um, I do not want to know the spread is the only thing because George and I on Tuesday mornings do guess the lines. So they play the Vikings at home. That's not, no, sorry. They play the Broncos at home. That's going to be tough. That Broncos D is very good, my friend. I don't know if they can beat that, uh, that, beat that Broncos defense. They're almost too good for them. Um, Tyrod Taylor time we're going to drive the ball on that Broncos D and tomorrow don't forget 8am we're going to be doing our guess the lines where we and George guess all of the lines for this next up and coming week we don't we try not to check any of them if we do we're honest on the show and we take that one as uh, nobody wins that one but we kind of do a competition to see who can guess more lines correctly um, let's go here we have Drew Brees can't just demand a trade NFL doesn't work like that you're right JC it's kind of sad it doesn't work like that because they're not allowed to do anything they want in the NFL. Just baseless uh, conjecture. So Pete said, if you put Breeze on the Broncos, it's a Super Bowl run. If you put Breeze on the Broncos, Pete, you're right. They're maybe the favorite to win the Super Bowl. If you put them on the Chiefs, if you put them on the Texans, that team's maybe even better. Than, if that on the Texans, even with a battle line, he'd have a defense. He'd be a Super Bowl contender at a lot of places. Um, Tone said, just stating facts. If you're over 30, haters should not be in your vocabulary. Um, I don't even know if I said hater. Did I say hater? I'm not over 30. So I'm, I'm going to stay young forever, my man. Even if I'm over 30, I'll use the word hater. I don't really care. Use whatever words you want to use. Beckham out. Thank you, Tone. Jesus Christ. Um, that was something I was going to talk about in a couple minutes. If he's in or out, um, it's in my notes because he was questionable. So Beckham out. Are you sure about that, Tone? That is freaking huge news um, if it's true. So please let me know if anyone else has that. I heard he's going to test the ankle. Clemson is what Elijah said. Hey, I got my bets, man. 2-0. Pizza, you sound soft. Only insecure people believe in that trite motto. Wow. Thanks for the defend- defending me. I like that. Um, Let's see. JC said, Sammy, did you catch one of the Kyrie Irving interview with Stephen A? What did you think? Kyrie believes he can be better than the Cavs. Yeah, I actually, I did catch that. He was also saying he doesn't owe LeBron an explanation. That's part of my today in sports. He seemed like very, um, you know, Kyrie seemed very, I didn't like his personality on first take today. He was very like laughing. He's like, no, I don't owe nobody. He like whispers when he talks. He seemed a little too full of himself, which I like in basketball to have confidence, but I also like 
to see a little more respect out of a guy like Kyrie. He acted like he's better than LeBron or he's better than the Cavs or better than anyone. He's like, just do you. Yeah, I agree, do you. Be selfish sometimes in life, but he also just seemed a little conceited and into himself, and I didn't like that. I don't know what your thoughts on that were, JC, but that's how I felt. He said, this season we are super wrong about Green Bay beating Falcons, shaking my head. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't bet it, thank God. I actually ended up going with Dallas minus two, which screwed me over as well. Um, I didn't like that. Drew Brees is an NFL champion. Chill tone is what JC said. Um, Pete said, beating with your heart is how Vegas builds resorts. Successful gambling is based on logic. I agree, Pete. That's where, I mean, literally, I've been betting for a couple years, and I obviously, I usually do really well. My problem is week one and week two, before I get to see too many games, I go with my emotions instead of the numbers. This week, I told myself, I literally said it straight up on here. I said, I'm not going with emotions this week, and I went four and one. And I went 1-0 both weeks with college because college, I don't really have much emotion. I stay away from betting University of Washington just because that's my squad. And I'm fine there. Um, but thankfully, I'm back above 500, so I've won money so far this year. I'm 6-5-1. We're back at it, baby. Um, I love it. 4-1 in the NFL. Um, JC said, Texans, definitely. DeAndre Hawkins is a clown for saying this team was savage last week. I bet his team is his team lost Watson now. I bet he is, 100%. Uh, and JC agrees that he was smug today. Pete Chase says, I completely disagree, Sammy, about Kyrie. Um, and JC said the way he was going at max was insane. I, I don't know, Pete, what, did you like the way he was? Or I mean, everyone kind of, here's the thing. Everyone analyzes people differently too. You know, like my mom's really good at analyzing people's facial expressions. And like, she'll tell me right when I meet somebody, like that person's not going to be your friend for a long time. That person is a long-term friend. That's a good person, bad person. And my mom usually turns out to be right about that stuff. Um, like me, I'm maybe not the best person in the world to judge that. I just didn't like his tone. I felt like he was very trying to undermine his, the Cleveland Cavs. He was trying to undermine Max and like act like they're not allowed to ask questions. Like don't come on the show if he's not going to ask questions about LeBron. What do you expect him to ask about, right? And Pete said moms are excellent at that. Haha. <laughs> moms are the best at that. Every friend of mine that my mom's like, that's going to be a long-term friend, has turned out to be a long-term friend. That guy's going to be a friend for like two years friend for two years she'll be like don't work with that person they'll screw you over that person screws us over oh work with them they're a great person and they turn out being great you're right pete moms are fucking amazing at that my mom knows that and i tell her every day like you can literally she can read somebody from a million yards away that's what i love about my mom sorry camera keeps turning off we're in the Sant live studios in bellevue washington today it's a little tougher um but pete shoot me a comment before i sign off here i want to know why you think the interview you disagree on the you know, him being like kind of smug. JC seems to agree. I just felt he was very, I feel like he was very full of himself in an interesting way. Um, JC said it was very intriguing interview. No doubt. Really interesting how he kept talking about reality and being woke. And that's what's real. He's not, that's, that's what's real slash not. He is a very different dude. PJ said, mom's are excellent dad. I read that. He said, your mom said I was going to work out. And what do you know? Yeah. Now JC's a great friend of mine. One of my best friends out here. It's living life. My bud comes on Sant Live. Tyler said, whoa, different setup. So Tyler, um, just quick update. Looks like your first time coming on today. Um, we got to our studios in Everett. And our building's attached to like this Baskin Robbins and this locksmith building. We're like in these lines of buildings. JC knows what it looks like. Our studio, we have a pretty like, you know, normal size square building. Our lower floor on the right side is where our studio is. And that wall's connected to a different building. And that building had like jackhammers. They're setting up like a barrier wall because we have a small crevice open between our studio and this wall in this other place. So they're doing construction and the construction's directly against the wall. So it's like jackhammers and noises. We got to the studio and we're like, we literally wouldn't be able to hear a word we're saying. So they said it's going to be a few days. So for, we're going to be, we're set up from home. I put a backdrop and just brought the camera home. We will be set up from home for five or six days. And then, um, and then we'll move on from there. You know, if, if, as you know what I'm saying, but I, I know you noticed everyone noticed cause there's no more brick, but it'll be back in a week once the construction is done. Tyler said, Oh, I read that. Sorry. PJ said, I just felt like the interview was just a showcase for Max and Stephen A to present their base, the bias. You know, that is the problem sometimes though. I agree with that. I didn't like how Kyrie was, but also those shows are set up to kind of set up their storylines, not the actual person's storylines. That's why if I, you know, if we get big one day and we start bringing on sports guests, I want them to almost do it like Bill Simmons does with like a Kevin Durant. Just talk about what you want to talk about. Let's talk about life. 
because a lot of these shows they come in and they all they do is they want to make big headline news and target Kyrie and LeBron stories and it's like maybe Kyrie was supposed to talk come on and be himself and tell him about Kyrie Irving and like if I had Kyrie Irving I'd love to sit here and open up comments to Kyrie Irving talk about everything some LeBron questions some not but not just based on like personal bias which I agree they do sometimes but quickly before I have to I have to log off here before I log off I'll just do a quick uh, Monday night preview in our Monday night preview today we have the Giants or we have the Lions at the Giants 530 ESPN um, I saw that the Giants are minus three I'm gonna go with Detroit here I think Detroit's a better football team if Tone was right about OBJ being out. That's a big that's big news. Guard DJ Flucker is questionable today. Linebacker BJ Goodson's questionable for the for the Giants. Linebacker Kanan or Kanine, Kanan, however you say Kanan Robinson. Um Kanan Robinson's out. Odell's questionable, possibly out now. Yeah, Tone's incorrect. So I thought. I saw he's working out, right? Thank you, JC. I saw that he's still he's questionable still. He's he's testing it. And Javars Jenkins is also questionable. That's their starting corner, two starting linebackers, a starting guard, and Odell Beckham. If, um, if that, if the, all of those guys, if some of those end up being out, their old line's already bad with their with their guard being out. I'm gonna go with the Lions. I will take the Lions 27 to 18 tonight as a big win. Um, he said, "Tone is a troll. Stay woke." I like that. I mean. No, you shouldn't hate on Drew Brees. No, whoever you are, I, no, there's no sense that that's Drew Brees' issue. What happened with Saint with the Saints? That's in zero percent way Drew Brees' problem. You know what I'm saying? Uh, JC said, "LL Tone tried to break a story. I'm weak. Uh, take take the over. What's the over, what's the over under on tonight, Jeff? Do you have the over under on you? I can check. I probably have it really quickly. Um, I I do think." This Giants team has too many injuries, and if Odell's out, we're going to see some real problems for this game. So I'm going to go with the Lions, 27-18. to 18. Stay woke. Um, the over is 41. I mean, I could see them both putting up over um, – I can see them, you know, putting up over a couple hundred. Um, Mike Greenberg in the house. I have the Lions about 14 points over. Um Tyler says, shut your mouth, Sammy. Uh, JC said, damn, after seeing those injuries, I'm going to go Lions 25 to 24. Yeah, I mean, DJ Flucker is questionable, starting guard. BJ Goodson, questionable. Kaneen Robinson, out. Odell, questionable. Javaris Jenkins, questionable. Now, if they all play and they're healthy, it could be a different game. But if they're all out, it's going to be questioning. Um, That's funny. Piche says the guy that, that's getting sources, tone sources are the same sources that are telling him that Drew Brees is an emotional wreck, which or about Drew Brees' emotional state. I've never heard anything about Drew Brees' emotional state either. So looks like we got some trolls on here today. And I like trolls because guess what? Trolls make the comments pop off. Uh, so my guys, thank you. I love you guys. Great show today. Um, we'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. from Bellevue, Washington out here. Maybe JC coming on. I'm going to, you know, um, JC might keep a, might come tomorrow, Wednesday. I'm talking about that as a guest on my show. said, all love, though, Tone. Keep commenting. Yes, Tone, if you're on here, I love when people just say shit. This is called Speak Up with Sammy Georgeur, Monday through Friday, noon to 1 o'clock Pacific time. Say what you want when you want. Always speak your mind. So let him say what he wants because I might disagree. Pete, you disagreed with my theories on Kyrie, but then Pete just went ahead and agreed with me that the that the Lions would win. It's always a place to speak your mind, and I'll always read it, even if you disagree with me. I really don't care. Like, I care to be correct if I can be, but I don't care if you guys disagree with me on a prediction. We're all predicting out here, right? We're all making assumptions. It's sports. Um, do not forget to go to mybookie.ag and use promo code COFFEE to get 100 percent money back on your first deposit straight up that's straight cash it's free bet money put in 45 bucks you get 45 bucks boom i love it stay woke um uh my people will talk to your people sam we are working on something all right so jc might be out here today he's talking to my people i like that stay woke p chase said sammy you aren't a troll though lol that's fair you know and when i say things i'm just making predictions i'm not trolling i don't say drew Brees is the problem and 
in New Orleans because Drew Brees is not the problem. Thanks for tuning in to episode 183 from the Sant Live studios in my my home in Bellevue, Washington, in sunny Bellevue, Washington, as George would say. Um, episode 184, 85, and 86 tomorrow at 8, 10.30 in noon Pacific time. Stay woke, stay cool, and stay safe, and stay cool, America. I love you all. Best Facebook family in the world. Um, Lions, 27 to 18. Stay safe. Peace. Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.